All right, we are back, and we have been able to uh, put a call through to uh, to the East Coast to our favorite blogger, uh, Tom Burka. Tom, are you there? Yes. Hi. How are you, Doug? We we're well. We uh, you had a good time in Boston act, uh, covering the Democrats. It was uh, it was a great time. I mean, uh, I don't know whether I covered them or they covered me, but uh, <laughs> we covered each other. I went to your website, uh, TomBurka.com, for opinions you should have, and I noticed that. Uh, you, you. Sometimes I don't know where the jokes are because, like you said, that you, this woman couldn't get into the past security because she had a diet coke. You really couldn't bring liquids in. You could not bring liquids in, and uh, you know, if I mean, if you even brought like a bottle of bottled water, uh-huh. uh, and they uh, they made you surrender it yeah. right there at the security thing, and. Actually, it was kind of disgusting because there was a table at security which was for all the discarded, half, half drunk drinks. <laughs> They're like half coffees that had been there all day, you uh-huh. know, with milk, a little oh. and it was. Uh, I guess they were afraid to touch them and dispose of them or something. Maybe they feared nitroglycerin. They had very, very serious uh, security there. Um, you, yeah, you noted in your blog that uh, Miss Hope Campobello got her Diet Coke through metal detectors over the barbed wire and passed Royal Canadian Mounties when a bunch of police dogs carefully trained to detect soft drinks sounded the alert. You know, have you ever heard of cadaver dogs? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, okay. The, well, these, these are, uh, you know, pop dogs. Do they really have sniffing dogs there? Yes, they did. Oh, as a man. matter of fact, and it, it, I mean, it was it was crazy because we were coming out one night, and there were, you know, thousands of people in this very very narrow corridor, and a truck pulls up, coming in, and a police uh, a policeman gets out of the truck and he says, "All right, everybody, move back. I'm taking my dog out of the truck." And I said, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, "Okay." He said, "You cannot bring a dog out here." He said, "Watch me." Uh, I, and I, we, we got away as fast as we could. Uh, I don't trouble think was brewing. Me. Yes. Wow. So it was interesting. Well, well you, now you, you noted in your blog that you, you uh, and I, I presume this is also true, you set out to interview Congressman Carol McCarthy of New York, and instead they brought you Congressman John Lewis of Atlanta. He's a very nice man. <laughs> I, I, uh, it was actually a very odd moment because I was waiting for Carolyn McCarthy, who I assumed would be a a, a woman. Carolyn, Caroline, okay. Yeah, I think it's Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn, okay. And uh, because okay. I'm from New York, and yeah. I uh, wanted to ask her some New Yorky questions. You would think. Yes, and uh, and they brought in, um, <laughs> you know, Mr. John Lewis, uh, Congressman John Lewis. Uh, mm-hmm. And his chief of staff came in, and they sat him down next to me. And, uh, you know, first of all, uh, the space that we had to interview was actually behind the ticket windows of the fleet center. That was the space that they had set up. So, uh-huh. you know, we're behind these, these ticket windows, and in comes Congressman Lewis. Um, and he sits down, and uh, I don't know who he's waiting for. And so I, I say, you know... Uh, I, I actually naively asked the chief of staff, who is this? He says, it's Congressman John Lewis. And I said, thank you. And uh, so I chatted with him. I actually said, I don't know how you do it because nobody sleeps at these things. And uh, I imagine you just don't get enough sleep and uh, you're a little bit older than me. And uh, he said, well, you know, you catch up. And anyway, we had a conversation. And after about five minutes of this, he said to me, 
so are you going to tape this or uh, just take notes? <laughs> and I said, can you wait here for a minute, Congressman? And Rand defied somebody, and I said, you brought me the wrong congressman. And they said, we're very sorry. <laughs> so there went all those New York questions. I I thought of asking him the New York questions. Yeah. I, I thought it would be interesting, but I, I felt embarrassed. And uh, Congressman John Lewis is black. Oh. And he, uh, and Carolyn McCarthy is white? Uh, Carolyn McCarthy is white. Which does sort of, I have to admit, compound the identity error. But it, it helped me out because he really is actually quite a, a civil rights hero. He, okay. he is, uh, he's from Atlanta. And while we were trying to figure out what congressman was where, some, uh, some Southern, I don't know whether they're reporters or interns, were talking to him. And people apparently, because I witnessed it several times, have the experience of talking to him and bursting out into tears because uh -huh. they're so moved to meet him. Mm -hmm. So while a young lady was tearfully just talking with him, I, I went looking for, you know, they said, oh, I'm sorry. You gave uh, him the slip? Yeah, I gave him the Well, <laughs> yes, kind of, I did. I uh, went and talked to the, this is the Democratic <laughs> News Service that was trying to arrange these things. You left him in good hands with... with with some fans, basically. With an, okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With two right. fans. And, and actually, it turned out that he was uh, to be interviewed by Slate, who apparently had gotten lost on the way. And uh, in the meantime, uh, while they're looking for Carolyn McCarthy, they announced that they had instead brought um, Congresswoman Fitzpatrick. And I asked, uh, I, I don't know whether it was kind of an Irish mix-up. Uh, I asked, well, where is Congresswoman woman Fitzpatrick from and they said we don't know uh, <laughs> there are actually quite a number of Fitzpatrick's in Congress and we were unable to narrow it down and then they came back and they said I'm she left Wow you can so see that was my experience with interviewing uh, the politicians yeah I can see why Will Rogers said he doesn't belong to any organized political party he's a Democrat <laughs> there, there you go there what? were people who said that who'd complained about the kind of chaos uh, at the convention, and you know, uh, purpose. I think that there would be chaos in any uh, thirty gathering of thirty-five thousand people. The way they gave passes, floor passes out uh, for the reporters was that you'd stand in line and get what what is called a rotating pass, which was a uh, a red pass that you'd get for half an hour. And when they gave you the pass, they'd say, "Okay, be back here at seven thirty-two." You know, and, and you'd run off, and it would take 15 minutes to make your way out onto the floor. Uh -huh. So you'd go down to the floor, you'd breathe, and then you'd turn <laughs> around and, and make your way out. And hopefully you'd be there at exactly the right minute. And actually it was considered to be an art form to time standing in line to get the pass so that you would end up down on the floor when a very famous speaker would be talking. I, I met these two guys who were like Dunkin' Donuts employees. <laughs> Yeah. We managed to get a floor pass and just spent like hours down on the floor. We said, you know, where else but at the Democratic convention could like the Dunkin' Donuts guys, you know, spend uh, two hours down on the floor. We're unfortunately out of time. We'll have to come back in the weeks to come and update some more on what the heck's going on. All right. Well, uh, can't wait to be back. All right. Opinions you should have or TomBurka.com on the web and, and, and see what you're up to. Thanks a lot, Doug. All right.
wraps it up for today's program. Uh, tune in, please, please, for your own benefit next week when we interview Peter G. Peterson on his book, Running on Empty. This will be, I believe, one of the most compelling segments that we have aired uh, on this show in the past two years. Our thanks to Tom Burka and Stephen Valentino for helping us out today. And, uh, well, that's it. We'll see you next Thursday at 5 p.m. Stay tuned for Todd for now. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and this program was produced by Edward McMillan. Okay.